Welcome to the show. Paul George here in studio with Adam Conk. Adam, how you doing? Great, Paul. How are you? <laughs> You're in a good mood, man. Always, man. Great to be with you today. Thanks for listening in on Paul George, the Art of Living show. The Dude, Art of Living. Yeah, man. Uh, so I've been uh, twirling around on the internet. Can you twirl on the internet? I'm not sure. The interwebs. I know some people twerk on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, I often think, like, why didn't I think of this invention, even if it's so silly and you could just do so well with yeah, it? Yeah, right. you're right. So have you seen this? What did you say? That is so interesting. Oh, for real, though? Yeah, for real. So um, I'm trying to think if you would wear these, if I invented them. and Probably once, at least. Maybe once. But what is it? <laughs> so they're, the, they're these fingernails that you can put on. They're long fingernails. They look like women's fingernails, like long well, women's you lost fingernails. Me. You lost me. I know, but work with me here. Okay. Okay, follow me here. Well, anyway, the fingernails are like combs. Like combs. Combs. Like hair combs. Hair combs. Ooh. So you can, you know, you know, move them through your hair and it combs your hair at the same time, and yet you have these fingernails. Now, the fingernails look like combs, but they look like fingernails. It's just really weird, and I'm wondering. It is really weird. That somebody's probably going to make a million bucks off of this. How much do they cost? And then two, I'm wondering if you would wear them. <laughs> no, but I would encourage my wife to put them on. Like, why buy a comb when you can have them on your fingers? True. I usually like to put my combs down when I'm done with them, though. You do? That's the thing. Yeah, I don't carry them around all day. Well, you have nice flowing hair, which you, <laughs> which you might have for maybe another five years. Maybe. And then you're going to have less. Yeah, I'm going to be a cue ball. Yeah, so I think you should get these before it's too late. <laughs> do they come in like men's fashions by well, any chance? Well, maybe that's what we can do. We can we can market them. I don't to, know if they have male press-on fingertips. I don't know. I think if they were like razor blades or knives, hey, that'd be cool. Or what like about pocket bottle knife. openers? Now we're for talking your fingernails. Now we're talking. All right. Whoever's so, out there, do not steal that idea. Just email me. Well, you can't tell them that because they're <laughs> going to do it anyway. Then I'm going to sue. Wow. This, yeah. this escalated very quickly. Yeah, I don't even know how to sue. <laughs> I have an aunt named Sue. No, but it's true. There's so many of these little inventions, and you see them, and you're like, how did I not think of that? And uh, Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. So anyway, uh, last week I was um, in diocese. I'm working on... Um, with the diocese doing a film, uh, not a film, like a video series. So a film video series on, uh, it's on film for the diocese, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a six to eight part series on community. And what does it mean to, to have community, to live in community, to, um, you know, our desire and, and how God created us. It was really a fascinating three days of filming this session with a group of people. And I walked away from the three days of filming, uh, feeling like convicted, feeling um, connected, feeling empowered. Like there were a lot of wow. emotions that I walked away with, and I've been thinking a lot about it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to get into this discussion, and I'm going to talk to my guests about it today as well and kind of tie it all in together. But um, I, I basically want to do a you know, a two-show series on community. Whoa. That's my idea. What are we going to call it? We're going to call it the community series, Made for More. Whoa. Yes. You like that? You just thought of that. Yeah, sort of. It was I kind of <laughs> thought of it a little bit before. <laughs> oh, is that the name of the video story, series? Yeah, it's called Made for More. Okay. Well, a then. series on community. But I can use it because I help 
come up with it. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah, I'm in it. Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah. Are you the only one on the video? No, what's cool is there's five of us on most of the videos, and then me and well, a that priest friend. Because it's community talking other, community. Yeah, it's community talking community. And uh, it's just the conversation that happened throughout the video series is really fascinating. Oh, so makes, it's like raw conversation. It's, raw, on, it's all built on conversation around the topic, and, and we'll, we'll get into that. But then they're going to edit like the best parts of that, but it's not scripted. No It's kidding. completely and totally unscripted. What a great idea. So it's it's going to be really good, and I'm excited about it. Was that your idea? Because it's amazing. So uh, that's better than the fingertips. I'll it tell was you that. it was part of my idea. So uh, <laughs> it's definitely better than the comb fingernails. <laughs> now the bottle opener thing, I think I'm on to something. Shh. Yeah. Don't tell people. So anyway, here's the here's the first thing that we know about. You know, when we hear this idea of like community, we all have these different thoughts and. You know, what is that? What does that mean? It sounds sort of churchy. It sounds kind of odd. I don't even know. The reality is we sort of have to redefine what this whole idea of community means. And so I'm going to stay away from the word community for right now. And the first thing that I think we need to talk about is number one is this, is that we all desire to be in relationship with people. Like it's in the very desire and the DNA of who we are as people. Right, mm. like none of us wake up or go through life and think, you know, I want to be alone. I want to be a loner. I want to be isolated. I don't want to have friendship or relationship, or, um, you know, I don't want to be married. I don't, I, you know, none of us think that way. Um, and so the reality is, deep inside of every human being, is this innate desire to be in a relationship with people. Mm. Well, and the hard part about it is you can't. Just like you can't baptize yourself, you can't be in community by yourself. You can't do that for yourself. And I know a lot of people struggle. I mean, community is a big buzzword amongst Catholic circles today, right? But a lot of people's frustrations are, it seems like I just can't find the right community for me. You know? It's not something you can just... Well, and I think that's what I want to talk about is like, what is, you know, through this two-part series, like, what is the right community? What are our, you know, misinterpretations, misperceptions, all those things... Uh, and so I want to stay away from the word because I think if we just get back to boiling it down to the vas- very basic desire of the human condition mm-hmm. is that we all desire to be in relationship with people. So if you think about it outside of the context of community right, for right now, okay, yeah. and, and just think, yeah, I certainly desire friendship. I certainly desire not only just friendship, people to hang out. I desire to connect with people. You know, it's what we desire most in our marriages. It's it's what we desire most in our um you know, friendships, you know, you know, me with, with other guys and, you know, my wife and with other women, a connection in those friendships. It's not something that just I desire and someone else doesn't. We all long for that type of relationship. So, mm-hmm. th- so that's the very basic starting point is just recognizing that I desire so much more made for more than just isolation or living on my own or being on my own or taking care of my own needs uh, farming myself, mm. doing my own thing. Like, I'm made for more than that. Yeah. Well, some of us kind of buy into the idea that we're not, right? Like, we might call ourselves introverted, which there are really introverts in the world, right? right. I'm not yeah, one. I am. You are, exactly. Yeah. Like, that exists. Yeah. But that's not the same thing to say, I'm happiest when I'm, al- I'm alone. No. It's not it, the same thing. No. Right? I, introverted is not some type of sinful condition that's mm. that's caused for isolation. It's simply... I, I I need some thinking time to to regroup to regather to I need 
time alone to, to gain energy, but I am dead if I don't have relationships. Mm. I mean, I am spiritually dead. I am, I'm humanly dead. Even if I'm not a spiritual person, I'm humanly begin to atrophy if I'm not in relationship with people. Uh, so extroverted, introverted, none of that. Cause there are a ton of extroverted people who are always around people. They never have deep conversations. Yeah. They're very they're never, lonely. They're yeah. very lonely because they don't in, engage in anything deeper. So that that's the number one starting point that I think anybody who's listening say, you know what? You're right. Cause I am right here is that <laughs> we, we all desire relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just stay away from the word community from now for, for right now. And, and here's the second one. I'll end this segment with this. The number two is that before we get into the idea of community for us as humans, let's start here, Adam. Okay, Paul. From the very beginning, God was already community. That Father, Son, and Spirit were together in community. That, that God was never isolated or alone. That God was always in community, Father, Son, and Spirit. And we see even in the book of Genesis where God uses the plural as he creates, right? Mm-hmm. He uses the plural when he makes man and makes woman. He says, you know, us, let us make man in our image. So the, the Trinity is always and has always been together in community. So God yeah. is community. Yeah, and, and even the persons don't make sense without each other, which is kind of mind-blowing if you think about it. You know, the Son of God is completely God. The Holy Spirit is completely God. God the Father is completely God. But all three of them, their very identity and personality only makes sense because of a relationship with each other. Another, right. right. And so if that's true of Almighty God, how could we possibly think that's not true of us? Right. So, you know, it's impossible for us to say, well, I'm not called a community or I'm not desire community or to be a part of community because... We're actually created in community. We're created out of community because God is community. So the Father's relationship with the Son. The Son is in relationship with the Spirit. The Spirit's in relationship with the God. The Trinity, right? The love between the Father and the Son is the power of the Holy Spirit, that love. So it's always this, this communal love in God from the very beginning that God is community. So he's not calling us into something that he's not in himself mm-hmm. in community. Yeah. Well, and I think you might say, well, Paul, what about hermits? Like they go off. That's this is exactly the point is that when you're communing with God, even if you're by yourself and you have a real relationship with God, that's at least four persons, <laughs> right? Right. In a relationship. Right. And you have a point there. Now, such a small percentage of people are called to the to the life of a hermit. Yeah. You know, even people who are called into the religious life are called into community life. Yeah, and even hermits have superiors, or you know, right. they see people every now and then. It's but you're like right. Even if you want to argue it to the greatest nth, you know, to the very end, you say, well, even if it's just one person isolated on an island, mm-hmm. they're still in community because God is community, mm-hmm. very essence. So we're going to do the series. Those are the first two points. I don't know if you remember them. If you don't, cool. go back and listen to the show. Good idea. All right. I'm excited about our guest, Paul George Show. We'll be right back. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org 
That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show. Paul George here, welcoming my good friend Chris Fattis, Phoenix, Arizona, Solidarity HealthShare. Chris, how you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing really well, really well. God is good and enjoying the summer heat. <laughs> Dude, ever, I think this time every year, you and I go back and forth about how hot it is here in Louisiana and there in Phoenix, and the debate continues. Yeah. I mean, what I tell people is it's always 72. Because I'm always inside this time of year, so it's just always 72. I don't care where I'm at. That's so. awesome, man. Uh, so I'm talking to Chris Faddis, Solidarity Health Share out in Phoenix, Arizona. Usually when I'm talking to you, you're lobbying in D.C., but you're actually home with your family, which is great news. Hey, and I got great news, Chris. I, my, Me and my family are actual, now official, members of Solidarity Health Share. That is amazing. Yeah. You know what's awesome is that we've been friends for like 20 years now, right? and it only took me a year and a half to finally get you to join Solidarity Health Share. So well, that's not that's bad. Good. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm glad, and, glad, you, glad you finally believed me. Yeah, well, and, and the, the thing is, is uh, we had this insurance that was running out, so uh, we were just kind of waiting um, to, to like, you know, make the transition, and it was perfect timing, and it was so easy like to fill out the paperwork, get signed up, get approved, you know, talk to someone. Um, and we're super excited about this, man, because it's good for our family. It's it it's cost effective for us. Uh, there's a lot of benefits, obviously, we've talked about. But now I can honestly pat myself on the back and say I'm a member. Dude, that's awesome. Welcome. Yeah. So welcome what's, to the club. Uh, what's new on your end, man? What's going on? You know, it's, I mean, it's summertime. We're trying really hard to be intentional this summer and just spend a lot of, you know, do some special things with the kids. We're not traveling or anything. So, you know, trying to take some time and, uh, you know, solidarity is busy. We're, we're hiring another, you know, I don't know, eight people right now. And so, you know, we're just growing the, the, the family and the staff and, you know, um, and then I got a baby coming in October, which you know what that's like having a baby when you didn't plan to. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, we're just, you know, we're just flying by the seat of our pants, Paul. I think that's what we're, is that what we do till we're like in our 60s? Is that like how this works? I think that's life, man. We just man. fly by the seat I, of like, our pants. Yeah. I yeah, think, it is, right? You know, I, I think the perception out there, honestly, you know, when I'm talking to people or meeting with people, the perception that everyone else has is that everyone else is doing fine and is not flying by the seat of their pants and has all the answers to life and is not trying to, is not figuring it out as they go along. And, and that's just, it's, it's sort of this, this assumption that we have in our mind. And the reality is all of us, you know, don't have a manual in front of us on how to do life and, and how to raise our kids and how to have a great marriage and, and how to be successful in our jobs and what, how do we manage time? And like, we're, we're all just figuring it out. And, and really, honestly, Chris, this is the conversation I want to get into, is that we're living in a time in our, in our world, and we could talk about all the causes of it, but if you boil it down to this, is a real absence of authentic community, the ability to be in relationship with other people, and those people help us to be healthier, holier, better people in our life. Do you find that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I like, you know, you, you and I lived in the same community here and like, you hear this even from people and I'm like, 
we all have all these awesome friends that are Catholic and that live the same life we do and all that. And then people constantly say they're starved for community. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just, it's almost weird that, that we don't have it when we all want it. <laughs> and I almost just wonder if we just don't have the construct for how to live in it, you right. know, of how to live in community. And, and I wonder too, if it has to do with how spread apart we are now. Like I, like I think about Phoenix, like, you know, and, and we were just talking about the school thing. Like, I, we don't live near anyone who goes to our kids' school. You know, like, we, we go to a school four miles away, which isn't that far, but no one else lives in our neighborhood, you know? And and the kids who live in our neighborhood, there's not a lot of kids on our street, so so our kids don't have any neighborhood friends, you know? We don't have any community friends in our neighborhood, but, but we have to drive to someone else's house. And, like, I just, I think we're in this weird environment now where life isn't centered around, you know, within two miles of your house, yeah. you know? Yeah. We are. But I don't out. know if that's why, but we don't have that construct anymore. No. And we're busy. And for, for people like you and I and other people listening who were married with families and kids at home, it's really the busiest season of our life. And unless you're super intentional about having community, it just doesn't happen because it's, it's the first thing to go, but yet it's one of the biggest things that we need. And certainly we need community in our home with our with our spouse and our kids, but if we don't have it outside of that, and I'm talking about intentional community, then then there's something missing. There's a gap missing. And when I'm talking to someone and they say, you know, Paul, I'm struggling, you know, personally with this issue or these issues or in my marriage or as a dad or a mom or uh, or in my job, you know, I, I immediately say like, who do you have in your life that helps you? And, and and most people say, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I have no one. Like, I, I, I'm separated from these good relationships. We have people we hang out with or go to dinner with or grab a drink with. But I'm talking about community of people where we can be authentically who we are and can help us grow and we can learn from each other. That's the type of community we really need. Right. Right. That's totally, yeah. And and that you can be honest with and, and, and share with. Yeah. And I think what we're, you know, I, I've been able to allow that in my life and in small groups, but like thinking about that as a family, like, yeah, we have all these amazing friends, but like, you know, tomorrow we're going to hang out with this group of friends and next week we'll see these people at this family party and, you know, that kind of thing. But there's not that consistency of like, this is the person I get coffee with every week, or these are the people that I call on when I need help with my kids. You know, um, we did have that in the sense, the practical sense. Like one thing I loved about the school my kids were at, and, and they're now changing, but was that like at any moment, like if there was a reason why I couldn't get there at three fifteen to pick up the kids, I had ten different people I could call and be like, "Hey, can you either grab my kid and drop them home, or can you hold them for five minutes so I'm not so they're not getting picked up late?" You know what I mean? And um, and it was awesome. But then it's, yeah, do, are those the same people you can really d- dive deep with and, and talk about your faith with? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we all have friends and, and companions and, and coworkers and extended family. And those are all friendships we need. We, we need friends in our life. We need, you know, um, that type of companionship. But I think community, honestly, is, is a little bit more intentional where we're able to say, you know, there's areas in my life that I need to grow as a guy, as a husband, as a father, as, as a man. I, I want to surround myself with people who are going to make me better, you know, or married couples to help us in our relationship, uh, things like that. And so it doesn't have to be complicated. I just think it, it needs to be, you know, t- intentional. And and that's what we that's what we need to be doing, you know, we so we can, uh, 
you know, become better. And unless it's intentional, I think it just kind of falls through, right? It falls through the cracks. And then what, what, Absolutely. Ends up, what ends up happening is we kind of isolate our issues. We, we, we become isolated. And anytime we become isolated in our life, that's when trouble begins to hit. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that there's got to be, I mean, and I mean, I'm even looking at, you know, I'm, I'm a part of, uh, of a Catholic organization called Legatus. And I, you know, there's, there's one gentleman in our group who's really struggling um, in a marriage issue right now. And, and it's, right. you know, one of those things that's kind of like hard to believe in our Catholic circles, right? But he's got some, there's some real issues going on. There's some mental health things. There's all that stuff. And I, and I realized like, you know, there, I remember feeling almost like sidetracked, like kind of, kind of thrown off when he started opening up about it. Right. And I realized like, Oh, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Like he, he is supposed to be able to come to me about this. And I have no construct for how to help him, except I'm not supposed to do that other than just listen and support him, you know? And, and I realized it's like almost, I had to like, I had to really intentionally tell myself like, Hey, this is where, this is where you need to be for this person. This is why you need to be in their life, you know, and help. And, and your job isn't to help them, because you know what you're doing. Your job is just to help them by being there and, and praying for them and, and being with them. And, and what I've, what's been amazing to witness is all these other, especially for him, and obviously I'm seeing his side of it, the men who have just really been able to surround him and, and talk to him and share with him. And, um, and that is, but, but it's, it's one of those things that's it's almost uncomfortable to us to go there, but isn't that what our life should be? We should be able to go there with people and help them through these things, you know? And, um, and I know for me, I, I, I remember saying i was like i honestly wish i could be this open like i need to learn to be more open about what i'm struggling with you know with these guys and be able to share that with them so they can support me no absolutely and thank god he had a a group to connect with that he began to feel on feel comfortable sharing this with and you know for your logatus group you guys you know get together monthly and you spend time together and and that's good and and that fellowship begins to build trust so that when someone begins to struggle or they need prayer or they need you know, some, some type of help that they can, that they could speak up. And I think a lot of times we, we feel like other people have it all together. We feel like we can't speak up. We feel like we can't talk. And I, and I, and I know that for myself and for other people, we need people in our life that, that we can call, ask them to pray for us, that we can talk to, that we can be authentic with. And, you know, Gretchen and I have a couple, a couple friends that we get together and pray. And it's just like, you can take your shoes off, you could sit on a couch. And if something's just going horrible, and you're just not perfect. You could just let it out, and you don't feel judged, and you can pray for each other. And you know, it, it's really good. I mean, it, it it's healthy. You can't do that with everyone, certainly. But I right, think to have right. some people in your life that help you with that is really, really big. You know, and there's friendships like you and I have. It's like, hey, we call each other. You know, and and there's no judgment there. We can pray for one another. But, but we're separated, you know, by thousands of miles, and a phone call is great. But I, I think just the intentional community where you, where you see people ongoingly, you're intentional about getting together with a group of couples or, or men or women or whatever, whoever you are, it, it makes a huge difference in our life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. I, I think it's important. Like, one of the things that I – we have a couple friends that we've been able to get to this point with where – we just laid it on the line. Like, if you guys want to hang out on Saturday night, you don't have to clean your house first. Or we don't have to clean our house. <laughs> right, you know that's I mean? a good just point. Like, like, let's, because that, you know, we had friends recently, they're like, hey, we, they want to have a margarita night. You know, we keep talking about it. And I, they're super busy right now. I said, hey, you're welcome to come here anytime. 
But also, if you want, a lot of times they want us to come there because their kid has some allergies and stuff. And I said, don't worry about cleaning up. Like, just remember that. And she was like, I really appreciate you saying that. You know, like, that's, you got to have that kind of trust with each other. <laughs> right. Because, you know, think about the other thing we don't do anymore. Does anyone drop in anymore? No. Remember being a kid and the doorbell would ring? Yes. And it was just someone coming over. Yes. Now the doorbell rings and everyone ducks. Like, everyone, like, gets quiet and hides in their room until we figure out who's at the door. You know what I mean? Like, true. <laughs> It's true. Nobody knows. We have like knows. a code blue when the doorbell rings. Like <laughs> everyone knows what to do. You know, get in the closet. It might be, you know, someone trying to sell us something, whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's important. You've got to have those people you have that safety with that you can say, hey, we need a break. Like yeah. we just need a break tonight. And honestly, some of those nights that we've had with those friends have been the best nights. I mean, like, like, I mean, one time we all just crashed at their house. Like, we just kind of, like, we're like, hey, this is going great. We're all going to go to sleep, you know? Like, yeah. And we all slept on the couch, got up the next day and had breakfast together. Like, that is authentic, you know, friendship and community. Um, and, and I think it's important. You have to have that. And if you don't, you're going to miss out on a, an important part of, like, this whole development of, of our face and who we are and how God's changing us. Yeah, and for people listening, like, I think for, for uh, like for me, like, I don't have it all together um, but my encouragement is just to to start with who God's put in your life and to be intentional. So if it's a couple of couples and you're married, just start having people over and just say, hey, wh- what if we just pray together or asked each other how we can pray for each other, you know, to, to build in a little bit more depth in those friendships, you know, or, or maybe it's you, you need a right. men's group or a women's group to connect with and certainly connecting people w- with people at your parish community. But I think it's it's essential for our growth uh, for our health and for our ability to, to, to become better and holier and who God made us to be. And, you know, here's, here's what's, I, I mean, I, I could say this, like I'm a better person because of other people, not because of myself. I'm better because of other people right. uh, who have poured into me, who have taught me, who have shown me, who have prayed for me, who have disciplined me, you know, all of it. I'm better. And I think you could probably say the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's part of the the it's that whole iron sharpens iron thing. It's that whole idea of you know the the edges of life that that kind of shape us into who we are and and the other people in our lives, especially those who we can be intentional with. Um, and I think it's important that if it's hard for you to do, you've got to make that statement that that case, and you might even have to have the conversation like you know you're a couple of folks that we really connect with and we need people like you in our lives and we want to be more intentional about our friendship. And I, I think it's really important. There's two guys that I'm friends with that we recently decided together. We'd all had conversations about men's groups, not always fitting our needs, you know? Right. And the three of us are in business. We're living kind of different lives than a lot of other people. And so we've, for the last year and a half or so, maybe year or so, have gotten together on a monthly basis. And we talk about business stuff. We talk about work stuff. We talk about family stuff. Uh, and faith stuff, and it's it's really been an incredible thing. And they're they're not my best friends, but they're two people that I'm intentionally in this relationship with because as a Catholic entrepreneur, I need people like them to help form me. You know what I mean? And right. and, and guide me. Um, and and I still have my best friends that I hang out with, but this is an intentional group that I've that we formed, and we literally had that conversation. We are going to be intentional about our time together, but we're not going to follow some Bible study or whatever. We're just going to do this. And it's been an incredible gift, honestly, to where I can just call those guys about a business issue or an employee issue or whatever. But also I can just, just be with be with them and just hang out and, and be honest with them about what I'm struggling with. Yeah, no, absolutely. So and... I'd invite people, invite people to that. Just be to say, 
say to those people that you feel like you can connect with, hey, I haven't been able to connect with people on this level of community, and I need to form that in my life. And, and you know, make a pact and work towards that. Yep. No, absolutely. Talking to Chris Faddis, Solidarity, HealthShare, Phoenix, Arizona. It's a great conversation, man. And, and here uh, is what's so cool about um, Solidarity is it, it, it's a community. So uh, this is what really attracted to me, uh, you know, when we were learning in, about Solidarity and the, and the whole deal is it's a community of people, many, most that you don't even know, who are all sharing in each other's, um, you know, healthcare. And uh, praying for each other, and and you know helping each other. It's 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 the weirdest thing, man. It's like I'm trying to wrap my brain around this whole community thing with solidarity, <laughs> and it's really, really, really cool. Yeah, it, it is awesome. And again, yeah, you know, you're not you're not necessarily going to know everyone in the group. But what's great is like I know in my own parish, I I did the math on how many people were in the zip code of that parish, and then I looked around. And I mean, in my own parish, there's like 40 families hmm. that are members of Solidarity, which is awesome. You know, yeah. like how awesome is that? It's probably one of the more concentrated groups because it just happens to be where we where we're based. But but it's um it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Every time I go to mass and I see those people and I say little prayers for them, um, and that's the gift of it that you're you're in this community. You're sharing a very practical way of community sharing each other's needs. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, and Paul, I'm so excited that you and Gretchen are part of it and your family. So, yeah, no, I mean, and it's great that I'm re- friendship with you cause I can just call you directly, but, uh, um, yeah, dude, anytime, man, let me know anything you need, any service you need. I will be your personal concierge. <laughs> That's so, so funny. No, but anyway, I think, you know, what solidarity is doing is just speaking to what is important about life. This idea that we're in relationship with other people. We're not isolated uh, we're not having someone we don't, you know, like some big, big company take care of our needs. Like, like we're, we're about community and that's what, that's what God's people has always been about taking care of one another, loving one another, supporting one another. And on a very, you know, with solidarity, it's, it's more of a macro level of people in the church all over the place. But for us, like we can zoom in and on the micro level in our parish, in our home, in, in our neighborhood, and in our friendships, we can begin to share life together in real ways. And that's what our encouragement and our conversation I want for people to, today to walk away with is uh, to be intentional and just to step into those relationships so that those friendships and community can help you grow. Chris, this is a great conversation, man. Um Stay in seventy-two degrees. That's that's for the next what? I will four months. Like how long you got to go there? Yeah, like four months. Like a, it's like a, it's almost like a reverse hibernation, you know. So, <laughs> so, um, so it's yeah, like what, seventy-two to seventy-two. Okay, it's like what people do in Alaska in the winter. They just hide inside. Yep. Okay. Just hunker down, man. Hunker down. Hunker down. There you and go. make sure you got good AC in your car, so when you got to get from A to B, you're good to go. So. Oh, Lord. I remember sitting on a seatbelt one time in Phoenix in the summer, and it literally oh. burned me to death. Yeah. You know the yeah, metal seatbelts? Yeah, I'm pretty sure belts? I have scars from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like, I've, I'm sure I've got permanent scars from that kind of stuff on my oh. body. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right, man. Well, stay cool. It's hot. It's hot. I appreciate the time, bro. All right. You're God bless, awesome. brother. All right. You too. Talk to you later. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, man.
The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Man, that was a great interview with Chris Faddis. Mm. Love me some Chris Faddis. Yeah, so here's the one thing I don't... Um, what, what word should I use here? I don't um, understand. Envy, envy, envy about Chris is this time of year living living in Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh, yeah, it's brutally hot. Now you're about to go on a little vacay, and you're going to drive through Arizona. You're going to California. Yeah. So just FYI, when you stop in AZ, don't you, get out, and you get and you have to get out. <laughs> okay. It's going to be hot. Really? Yeah. It's like stepping into an oven. Whoa. Like here you can feel the air, like honestly, the humidity. And some people are like, I hate humidity, but you can at least feel the air. You can you can really taste it almost. In, in Arizona, because it's dry and arid, it's almost like the like the air, you, you just get sucked out. It's so hot. It's just like you feel the heat directly. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. So have fun. Thanks. Well, I'll try to drive through the state without getting out. But once you get through and then you get to the coast, because you guys are going to San Diego. Going then, all the way to San um, Diego. It's going to be much better. Yeah, pray for me. A uh, week and a half with my eight people family driving across the in country in a twelve passenger van, l- driving across the country yeah. through the mountains, all that. Yeah, It'll be wonderful. You have the perfect personality for road trips, though. Yeah, yeah. We we actually enjoy the the heck out of them. Yeah, like I I don't you're, really. Yeah, you're the perfect personality. Do you get grumpy? Well, when things get loud, it's just like, hey. Let's tone it down. <laughs> is, that, is that how you say So it? I, you know, rumor has it that I could have been seen when I had small kids on cross-country road trips. I could could have been seen with headphones in while I was driving. <laughs> That's a rumor. That's nice. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. All right, so we're talking about this this idea of community. I was chatting with Chris, you know, about solidarity and the fact that, it, that you know, in a lot of ways, it's it's community sharing and whatnot. But you know, really, what we're about, you know trying to drill down on the on the micro level, like what does that look like for for us, like for people, for people who are listening, you know. And so, in the first segment, we talked about that we all desire relationship, like authentic connection, friendship with people, and that from the very beginning, like so, if we even just stay away from the word community, we understand that God from the very beginning has always been community. And Father, Son, and Spirit. And then he creates us out of that, out of that community. Like So when he creates man and woman, the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, uh, Adam's created out of the, the love of the Trinity, out of this community. So it's, there's no isolation from the very beginning. Adam was never alone in a sense of out of relationship with God. He was in community. And so, but yet God says, you know, I didn't, I didn't create, I, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. So he, he creates Eve. So from the very beginning, man's in community. Yeah, and the tragedy of sin is that we have abandonment issues, right? Because, I mean, God really is our father, right? And we're made in that community. 
But then the sin we inherit, it's as if we don't have that father. Right. Not because God abandoned us, but because we abandoned him. Right. And so there's automatically healing that needs to take place in this. And we can't, we can't enter into community with one another unless this healing with our relationship with God takes place first. We can be around a lot of people, mm-hmm. but to really be who we're created to be can't happen without that connection with God, with that community that is God. Yeah. So what is the first thing that happens when we sin is we isolate ourselves mm-hmm. from community, from God, who is community. And so number three is this, is that we're created to be in relationship. Like, from that, like hands down, we're created... Not only do we desire relationship, we're created to be in relationship. So we're created to be in relationship with God, and we're created to be in relationship with other people. That's how God made us. He didn't create us to be alone or to be isolated. But you're right. When you when we sin, when we mess up, and we see from the beginning that Adam and Eve hid in the garden, like you know, after the fall. Mm-hmm. But what I love about the image of the garden, uh, you, you know, I even more so than the creation story that catches me in chapter three of Genesis is Adam and Eve sin and they, and they hide in the garden. We, we kind of all know the story. But what I love is this image of the father um, in search for Adam and Eve. And it and and actually says in Genesis three, God says, where are you? Right? So this, this God who desires to be in relationship with us is the initiator of that relationship. He comes after us calling us back into relationship no matter what we've done. Yeah. I mean, he created us, right? Like, we didn't create ourselves. Right. So he initiated the relationship by creating us. And he even restores the relationship when we run away from him. Like right. Like, he's the one who comes after us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, wh- wherever we are in our life right now, whether we feel alone or isolated or depressed or wherever, or we've sinned, we've fallen, we, wherever, we have to understand this, that God's nature of creating us in relationship doesn't mean that he cuts us off when we mess up. Right. It actually means that once he creates us in relationship, he always wants to be in a relationship with us. And so he is the initiator of that relationship through the way he created, and he's the initiator of the relationship even when we try to break off that relationship mm-hmm. through our own dysfunction. Well, it could seem painful. I, rem- I remember when um, I broke my son's leg when he was five. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. That's a good term. On a trampoline. Yeah. Don't don't jump on your trampoline with your five-year-old. Yes. Anyway, um, he was in a cast for six weeks, right? And we get... Now he's five. Right. Okay, so we get the cast off. And this whole time, he's too little for crutches. He's been scooting on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Right. For six weeks. And we get the cast off, and I'll never forget this, because he, he, he had no qualms about walking once the cast was off. He's like, awesome, let me walk. He takes like two steps... And the cramps just start, and he shouts, and he wouldn't walk. He he scooted for the next week. Hmm. He didn't want to walk again. Wow. Because of that experience of the right. pain. But it wasn't because walking hurts. It was because he had not done what he was created. His legs weren't able to do what it was created to do for so long that the act of walking was painful, and it scared him. Hmm. And we're just like that with God. If we've been out of relationship with him for a while... Our soul is is as atrophied like muscles do when you don't use them, right? Like we we're created to live in relationship, and when we don't, we get so weak spiritually, yeah. and that it seems really scary to get back in relationship, and it even hurts when we approach God. So I understand that you know a lot of people have that problem, like when we approach community, people that love us, mm-hmm. or God Himself, we it just feels painful. It feels painful because 
God sees us as we are. He sees mm-hmm. Adam and Eve as they are. And the reason that they hide is because they knew they did something wrong. They, they felt the regret, the pain, the sin, the shame. But God comes after him and says, you know, I see as you are and I still love you as you are. And, you know, true relationship with God is understand that God loves us as we are. He calls us out of the shadows of sin. Yes, into more. Mm-hmm. But he loves us as we are. Uh, and real community should love us as we are. And we'll get more into that. And so the leads into number four is this, is that we, when we want, when we thrive in our life is when we're in relationship with God and other people. So number four is that we thrive in relationship. Like this is, this is when, like if you're thinking about your life and you're thinking something's missing, I'm not gaining traction um, you know, I can trace back to times where I, I felt, you know, like, like I wasn't moving. I was probably not in good relationship with people or with God. You know, something was broken there because people make me better. Good people make me better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God makes me better being in those relationships. So I thrive when I'm in those types of relationships. Yeah. Well, what I love about this is if you continue that Trinity image, right? So you have Father, Son, and Spirit. Those are really the three basic types of human relationships. We have the fatherly types, the mentor, the father figure, the mother figure, right? Right. We need that. If we don't have that, you know, we'll, we'll lose direction in life. We'll make a lot of dumb mistakes and, you know, these kinds of things. We need a brotherly relationship, sisterly relationship, and we need a spousal relationship, like the Holy Spirit that unites the Father and the Son. Like, right. If, if we're not married, there's at least some element of that kind of, I'm going to empty myself out completely for someone else, whether it's God or it's whatever. And so um, not only do we need a relationship with someone, we need that variety, which is why I love the church, because built into the church, discerning our vocation, having a pastor, like there, all these relationships are just built in. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're thinking, what's next? Where do we go from here? How do I make this happen? We're going to finish this series on the next show. I'm not I can't give wait. You yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's a great show, great interview. Uh, you can catch the show on iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play, paulgeorge.la or discovertheartofliving.com. You can become a partner and a donor. You can actually find my book, Rethink Happiness, which talks a lot about this Woo! on Amazon, Ave Maria Press. You can get the Kindle version, the paperback version. You can order one or a million and one. So anyway, R8. eight or eight. Yeah. So anyway, great show, man. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's the Paul George show. God bless.